welcome, welcome, welcome to another fabulous episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. I am your host, Coach Luke. How's everything going out there today in basketball land? How you doing today? It's a wonderful, wonderful day, and we're going to get right into episode eight. And the name of this episode is Down the Stretch. And so you know what I'm talking about when I say down the stretch. I'm talking about the NBA playoffs. We're only down to three teams now. And one team is in the waiting, which is the defending champions, Golden State Warriors. Man, they're just playing phenomenal. They're really playing phenomenal. And then we have Milwaukee and Toronto tied 2-2. But we're going to get into that a little bit later on in the show. How you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, and um, I'm ready to go. It's another great episode of All Things Basketball Podcast. Follow me on All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me, and I'll follow you. You know my motto. And then again, it's All Things Basketball Podcast. Once again, on Facebook, hit the email button. If you want good training, young men and young ladies, and then again, I switch that Anybody who wants good training and you're ready to get out there on the court, get in touch with me on All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button and leave your information. Well, all right, let's get into episode eight, Down the Stretch. Kawhi Leonard, injury. Well, Kawhi Leonard has had this injury for some time now. I really believe he came from San Antonio with this lower leg injury. During the season, his first season in Toronto, when they were having back-to-back, because the NBA has a lot of back-to-back games, which means, one, you play the same team and you play back-to-back nights. And when Toronto would have back-to-back nights, they would sit Kawhi Leonard because of this injury. All right. And people would complain. They would say, oh, I bought tickets to see Kawhi and he's not playing, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're an athlete, you really have to take care of your body. And so the thing that was going on is they would sit him in back to back games for the whole season. So I really believe he came from San Antonio with this exact same injury. Now, of course, you know, Coach Luke's not a doctor, but this is what I really believe happened. And so now this same injury has reoccurred. And they're saying is is um, between the calf and the thigh. So that seems like that seems like somewhere in the hamstring area. Again, I'm not a doctor, but this is what it seems like to Coach Luke. And so he's been laboring that, but he's been performing at a high, high level. And when they interviewed him, he shrugged it off and said, you know, everybody is a little sore and a little banged up because the season has been long and the playoffs have been long and I'm no different than anybody else. And that's what I love about Kawhi Leonard. He never makes excuses. He never complains about anything, but he goes out there and puts his maximum effort out on the floor every single night. You could depend on this man going out there and performing at a high, high level. But that's what I think is going on with Kawhi Leonard's injury. Of course, in the NBA, it's always mum's the word. I mean, and and it gets you you get less information as you go along, especially if the player is out on the floor. And again, when the player is out on the floor, 
there's really no excuses. There's no excuses for anybody that's out on the floor. So Kawhi Leonard is out there. He's Again, he's making no excuses, and he's ready to ball and continue to ball. And that's the, that's the situation with Kawhi Leonard. Okay, wow, we're going to Instagram very, very early, people. Well, bring it on because Coach Luke is ready and raring to go. Should Portland make should Portland make moves? No, I don't think so. I think Portland's a very, very young team. And they played a very, very experienced championship team. Um, I do know that they lost their center in February, which is he's an excellent player, uh, Yusuf Norkic. They lost Yusuf Norkic in February. And so making no excuses for Portland, because you guys know Coach Luke's pick was Portland, but they did lose their center, their starting center, Yusuf Norkic, in February to a torn ACL. But they continued to play at a high, high level. No one made any excuses. And so, hey, when you get out there on the court, you're supposed to perform. The next man up. But do know that, um, you know, you're saying should Portland make moves? I don't think they should make any moves. Portland's a very, very young team. And what happens with young teams, you go through growing pains. You go through growing pains. And I'll tell you what, they played well. Out of out of three out of the four games, they had a, a very good lead, but they couldn't keep it. And what that tells Coach Luke is experience. In crunch time, they didn't know how to finish the job. And Golden State Warriors knew how to finish the job. One team didn't know how to finish the job, and the other team did. So that's what you had in that series. And, of course, Golden State Warriors, the defending champions, advanced, and now they're waiting on the winner of Toronto and Milwaukee. But to answer your question, no, I wouldn't move anybody. Um, I would wait for my, my excellent center to get back and heal up and give it another shot. But I keep that young nucleus. They're very young. Most of those guys are very, very young. I keep that young nucleus together and let it grow. I think that's a big problem in the NBA because moves are made so much. A young team like Portland, people are saying, oh, they got swept. Man, Coach Luke, they should make some moves. Why? They have a power forward. They have a great point guard in Damian Lillard. They have an excellent off guard in C.J. McCullough. They have um, utility guys like Mo Harkless. And, 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 you know, they just, in Ennis Cantor, they have, they have excellent pieces. They have excellent pieces. Let those people, guys stay together, excuse me, stay together and let them grow. Let them grow. And that's my opinion on it. But that's a very excellent question. And I hope I answered it in the best way possible. But if I was the coach or the general manager, I wouldn't move anybody. Now, as always, you can always add. You can always add to a team. And that never hurts if you could add a piece or two that can enhance your ability out there on the basketball floor. That's a great thing. But as far as moving pieces, um, eliminating somebody and bringing somebody else in, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Thank you for your question very, very much.
Wow. The Lakers. Magic Johnson. He's hitting all the media outlets to know why he resigned as senior VP at the Laker in the Laker building. He's hitting all the media outlets. And one of the things that keeps ringing to me is that, you know, um, no one, no executive in the NBA uh, um, really deals with Rob Palenka, the general manager of the Los Angeles Lakers. I'm hearing words like um, backstabber, uh, you know, you know, um, a liar. You know, these are bad words when when you're in that type of position. Now, I do know Rob Belenka is the longtime agent for Kobe Bryant, but that has nothing to do with Kobe Bryant. I mean, they're they're starting to learn about Rob Palenka as far as an executive right now. The league is starting to get a glimpse of him right now. And I mean, the, 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 it's very, very alarming. Magic alluded to backstabbing and, and, you know, creating rumors. And he said he really never trusted Rob Palenka. And, and one of the things that I guess Rob Palenka didn't understand is that Magic has been around this league for almost... 30 plus, 40 plus years. And, and I'll tell you what, you know, he has a lot of allies and a lot of friends. And and those guys that are in the, in the NBA, his allies and friends, were talking to him and letting him know just where all of this information was coming from. And it was Rob Palenka, you know. And, and he also mentioned that somewhere in February, he wanted to fire Luke Walton. And when he went to Jeannie Buss and talked about that with her, you know, he, they told him, well, you know, Magic, give us a day or two. Now, why would he have to give you a day or two and he's the senior VP of operations of the team? Or is he the senior VP? I mean, the title is right there for, for, for him. If he wants to fire the head coach, he should be able to do so at the drop of a hat. So, you know, these are the things that Magic Johnson talked about in his interviews and that was very alarming to him and, and why he left the Magic building. I mean, excuse me, the Laker building. I'm sorry, I'm talking about Magic so much. He left the Laker building. These are some of the reasons why he left the Laker building. Now, I don't know um, this gentleman named Tim Harris or Tim Harrison, excuse me, Tim Harrison. Tim Harrison is on the business end of the Lakers. He's really not in operations. And so, you know, he said um, Tim Harrison was very supportive of Luke Walton and said, you know, Luke Walton, he's such a great guy. He's such a good guy. That has nothing to do with developing that talent and coaching a team to be successful. I don't care if you're a great, great guy. You have to be an excellent coach. Now, being a great guy and an excellent coach is a plus. But, you know, you don't have to be so much of a great guy as long as you're an excellent coach and everything is going smoothly and the production is on the floor and you're winning. So, you know, that's that's some of the things that Magic Johnson was talking about. I mean, I got a coach. Luke got a glimpse of some of it. But, you know, again, you know, I couldn't see the whole interview, but definitely I heard 
him say that Rob Palenka cannot be trusted. And that's something that's been going around the whole NBA, that Rob Palenka can't be trusted and no one really wants to work with him on trades or on anything really other than the people that's in the Laker building. And I tell you what, that might be mom's the word. Maybe there are people in the Laker building that don't even want to work with Rob Palenka. But I mean, this is this is great news that's coming out. And and Magic is letting out all of the all of the he's shooting out all his bullets. He's letting people know that that it wasn't his fault that um you know the A D trade didn't go through. You know, a lot of people were involved. But again, they were pointing the finger at Magic. So I guess Magic is saying, Hey, you're not just gonna blame me for this mess. I'm gonna come out with the truth and let all of it be known. So that's what's going on in the Laker building. Still a big mess, but Magic Johnson eliminated himself from that big mess. News from Indiana. Victor Oladipo, the the Pacers all-star guard, is progressing very well. Some say he might be able to get back on the floor close to the beginning of the season. Wow. You know, that was a horrific injury. I, Coach Luke, actually looked at it and said, man, he won't be back to probably February, March, if at all, for the next season. Because they took him out on the stretcher, and he was in some pain. And I'll tell you, these ACL injuries, they don't sometimes, but it depends on the individual. It really does. It depends on the individual. It depends, you know, on how well you heal and et cetera, et cetera. It depends on the individual. Some guys come back uh, in eight months. Some guys come back in a year. And some guys never come back. And some guys come back in two years. It just depends on the individual when it comes to the torn ACL. But it's a very, very horrific injury. And so that's great news from Indiana and the Indiana Pacers getting good about the Oladipo getting back on the floor somewhere around the beginning of the season. And that means October, late October, early November. So kudos to Victor Oladipo. He's an excellent player, an excellent talent. And of course, Indiana made the playoffs this year, but they sure could have used Victor Oladipo's input out there to put a dent in some of those games. I'll tell you. So that's great news to hear from the Indiana Pacers that Victor Oladipo is progressing a lot faster than what they thought. A.D. Anthony Davis is mums the word on playing with Zion Williamson. I repeat, Anthony Davis is mums the word on playing with Zion Williamson. Now, we know that Anthony Davis, right after the season, mentioned, you know, there were a lot of reporters around him, and he had mentioned that, you know, before uh, press day. Now, press day, people, those of you who don't know what press day is in the NBA, press day is the day before your first practice where you take photos, you take team photos, you have solo photos, 
and you have solo interviews before you get your uniforms and your practice uniforms and things of that nature and um, you get ready to start practice the next day. Why I'm saying about press day, or some people call it photo day, Anthony Davis is telling was telling the purporters, before photo day, I want out of New Orleans. So before photo day, Anthony Davis wants out of New Orleans. He wants a new location before the first practice, basically, is what he's saying. So now they're asking him the question, what do you feel about playing with Zion Williams? How do you feel about playing with Zion Williamson? And what you're getting from Anthony Davis is the word, two words, no comment. And the reason why you're getting that from Anthony Davis, because he already told you he does not want to play in New Orleans. And maybe some people are looking at it like, okay, he said this before and he came back and played and he said he needed more help. He needed more star quality players. Well, you know, true holiday is no chopped liver. You know what I mean? Um, and, you know, he's not chopped liver. These guys on New Orleans Pelicans, they can play some ball at a high level. But he wants, you know, he wants a, a marquee superstar to be side to side with him. Now, a lot of people believe Zion Williamson is that marquee superstar. But Zion Williamson has not played a game in the NBA. So we don't know whether he will be a superstar out the gate or he'll have to have a time to have some growing pains to grow into that superstar. Now, we definitely know Zion Williamson will be a superstar, but we don't know if he'll come right out and be a superstar. But something tells me that Anthony Davis doesn't care one way or the other. He wants out. And I'll tell you, the brass did this to Anthony Davis. Dell Demps, the former general manager. And listen, a lot of people say Alvin Gentry had nothing to do with it because he's the coach and it came from upstairs. Well, guess what? He had a little bit to do with it. I'm going to tell you why. The New Orleans Pelicans was about two or three games out of the playoffs, 30 or plus games left when they started to sit Anthony Davis. They stopped playing Anthony Davis. So you stop playing your best player and, and you got a chance at the playoffs. So you just tanked and said, I don't care. We're going to sit him because he doesn't want to play for us. So in other words, you're saying you don't want to win any games. You don't have any games anymore. So, you know, and then they didn't make the playoffs. At the end of the season, they weren't nowhere close to the playoffs. And so that's what you have with that. So Anthony Davis is mums the word. He's not made any comments about playing with Zion Williamson or playing in the New Orleans Pelicans uniform. And that's what we have with that. Now, maybe he might mention something in the near future. And I don't think he's taking it out on Zion at all. Everybody knows that Zion's going to be an excellent talent. But I think he's being more within himself and being honest within himself when he says he wants out of New Orleans before photo day.
Again, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Also, hit me up on All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button. Download, like, share. Come on, people. Let's go. You know, this is some great stuff here. Episode 8, Down the Stretch. All right. We're going to the gram right now. All right. I love it. Love it. Love it. Your coach, your coach is telling you to get stronger. Well, all right. Ah, you're putting your, (laughs) you're putting your height and your weight. He's telling, well, do you believe you're strong enough, young man? At 6'2", 187, do you believe you're strong enough? The reason why Coach Luke is asking you that, because first it's mental. First it's mental. All right? And, And no one should push you around on the court. No one should push you around on the court. The first thing I'm going to tell you is, do you do push-ups? Do you do planks? Do you do pull-ups? You know, you're, you're 15 going on 16. So I'm not going to really talk about heavy weightlifting. I, Coach Luke really believes you should be about 16, 17-ish before you start really jumping into the weights. But what you can do, is do your push-ups, preferably 100 a day. You should do five or six planks a day. And then pull-ups are a little harder, but do as many pull-ups a day as you can because that will work your core. That will strengthen your core. And then, like I said, mentally, you just don't let people push you around. You stay lower gravity when you're on the court. And you use your shoulders and your forearms and I tell you what, once pe- once your opponent starts to feel your power, they'll lay off you if you're getting pushed around and you're saying your coach is saying you're getting pushed around. Well, listen, you got to listen to your coach, all right? One of the things that happens is if your coach sees this and he's telling it to you, then he's a very lenseful coach. He's not letting you get pushed around and not saying nothing to you about it. So those are the things that you need to do. Push-ups, planks, and do as many pull-ups as you can. And guess what? Keep your posture low and be very aggressive. You probably can be more aggressive. All right. Thank you. That was a wonderful, wonderful question. And you know what? Again, it didn't have anything to do with shooting, dribbling, well, strength has to do a lot to do with all of those things. But, you know, again, just don't let people push you around. It's just that simple. Don't let it happen. Stay in your mind. This guy is not going to move me from this spot. This guy is not going to blow by me on the court. I'm going to stop him. Thank you very much, young man. And man, at 15, 6'2", wow, 185. That's excellent. You haven't stopped growing yet. But if you put in your mind that no one's going to push you around, you're going to do very well on that basketball court this upcoming season. And I tell you what, go to my Facebook feed, hit the email button, and we'll get you out there and we'll get you stronger. (laughs) We'll get you very strong. 
Don't worry about it. Coach Luke will get you strong. All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. You can get get very strong. You leave your information, and we'll get right back to you, and we'll start working on a lot of different things, as well as your basketball game. All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me. I'll follow you. All Things Basketball on Facebook. Hit the email button. If you need good training, we got a lot of great coaches on deck. All right? Download me. Like me. Share. Share comments. Okay, let's go. Let's do it. All right, playoff recap. Playoff recap. Like I said, down the stretch. Down the stretch. We're getting down to the to the to the bed, down to the bone with it, people. We're getting down to it. All right. Toronto versus Milwaukee. The series is tied. Two two. Going back to Milwaukee for game five. All right, a lot of people are saying that this series will go seven games. If it goes seven games, it will end up in Milwaukee. And it doesn't matter if it goes seven games because I believe the Toronto Raptors will go to the NBA Finals to meet the Golden State Warriors. And that's a beautiful, beautiful thing. All right, Kawhi Leonard, excellent, excellent, will the team. Did everything he had to do. The big surprise was Serge Ibaka. Serge Ibaka did his thing. He really did. He commanded the boards. He blocked shots. He was everywhere last night. Kyle Lowry, 25 points. He has to continue to play at a high, high level if they, if they believe that they will get to the NBA Finals. Kyle Lowry has to continue to play at this high, high level. Danny Green, excellent game. Mark Kassar, doing what he got to do out there. He's playing hard. He's playing very physical. What I'm finding they're doing is they're flashing in the paint, keeping Giannis honest, making Giannis shoot 15 and 20 footers. And that's not Giannis's forte, but Giannis can do a little bit of everything. So don't rule the Milwaukee Bucks out yet. But I like I like Toronto. I like what they're doing. They seem like they got a good game plan and they're settled. And what's happening is is that Kawhi is getting more from his unit of players than Giannis is. Again, it's the players around you. What they can do, what they can't do. All right? Eric Bledsoe has disappeared. All right? But then here comes George Hill, who's been playing phenomenal the last two games. George Hill has really, really stepped it up. And I'm surprised. I'm Well, I'm surprised to a degree. But I, I, he hasn't played as much in the regular season as he's been playing now. His minutes has increased very well. And, I mean, he's playing at a high, high level right now. You know, it's excellent. I'll tell you that. Uh, Brooke Lopez, he was off last night, all right? They're keeping him away from the boards. Sergi Baca is really doing a number on him. Marcus Song is really doing a number on him right now. So, again, the series is 2-2 going back to Milwaukee. And i tell you what, it's just an excellent, excellent series. And some, like I said, some people are saying 
it'll go seven. Coach Luke believes it'll be over. In six games, Toronto will be heading to the NBA Finals to meet the defending champions, Golden State Warriors. The KD injury, the Kevin Durant injury, is very puzzling. It's not only puzzling to Coach Luke, but it's puzzling to a lot of people in the NBA. Now, what winds up happening when you have these type of injuries, the team that the player is playing for gets very, very quiet. Now, in Kawhi's case, Kawhi came out and talked about these things. But in Kevin Durant's case, he's not talking to the media. He's sitting back and, you know, getting well or as well as he possibly can. But he is not talking to the media, so it leaves uh, that that, suspic- that suspense that, you know, how serious is this injury? And so, you know, he's the number one free agent on the market this summer. And so... That's what's making it so alarming with with the league. Everybody wants to know how serious is this injury? How serious? Because he's missing game after game after game. Now, Golden State is balling. They're balling. But everybody still wants to know what's going on with Kevin Durant. From what's coming out, though, is that if he does not play in game two of the NBA Finals, then he will not play for the rest of the season. That's what. That's the only thing that's coming out. They're not saying how close he is to getting back on the floor. They're not saying any of those things. The only thing that's coming out of Golden State is that if he's not playing by game two of the NBA Finals, then he will not play for the rest of the season. They will sit him for the rest of the season. And, you know, every team has the ability to do that. Every team can come from upstairs and say, listen, we're going to sit you. And so a lot of times the player has nothing to do with it. But now then the player can say, listen, I want to play. And then, you know, between the player and the upper brass, they make that decision. But what's coming out of Golden State right now is that if he does not play or he's not ready to play by game two of the NBA Finals, then he will not play for the rest of the season. And that's kind of alarming to Coach Luke because I tell you, I really want to see uh, uh, Kevin Durant on that basketball floor for the rest of the season, for the NBA Finals, I mean. I really want to see him. He's such an excellent talent. He's one of the best players in the game. He's one, he's, you know, like I said, of course, LeBron James is number one, but Kevin Durant is number two. And I'll tell you this, he's a heck of a number two. Some people think he's number one. Some people think he's number one. And so I'll tell you, you really, really need to get him back on the floor if you can. It's, 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 it's you know, it's just a rough, rough situation. And I told you guys, I don't remember what episode, I think it was episode three, when I said, if it's day-to-day, when they put day-to-day on a player, 
it's it it's it's iffy. I get a little worried about that. That's what Coach Luke told you, and here we go. You know, when you put day to day, it could mean the rest of the season, and this is sort of what's panning out. But again, we're not even at game two of the NBA Finals, so we don't want to wish any of that on Kevin Durant. We hope to see him on the floor and playing for the defending champions, Golden State Warriors, where he should be. LeBron James. The Lakers want LeBron James to step up and be the face of the franchise. (laughs) Can you believe this, people? When LeBron James went to the Lakers, they emphatically told him, listen, this is our team. We don't want what happened in Cleveland where you're making the moves and like you're running the show. This is a storied franchise. All we need you to do is play basketball and we'll play you handsomely for that. Don't involve yourself in talking about players, trades, or anything like that. We don't want you to be that here like you were in Cleveland. We want you to fall back and be the player the great player that you are. We don't need any executive moves. We don't need any publicity. We're the Lakers. We handle all of that. Now the tune has changed. Wow, wow, wow. They introduced Frank Vogel yesterday as the new head coach and Jason Kidd as the prominent assistant, and they practically begged LeBron. They, they, From what I understand, they called him several times to get no answer. Then they called Maverick Carter. And after they called Maverick Carter, LeBron called the Laker building. And they pleaded with him to be at the introduction to Frank Vogel and Jason Kidd as the Laker coaches. And he showed up. I actually saw a little bit of it on, a little bit of it on the news. LeBron showed up, and kudos to LeBron. You know, he's a bigger man than, than, you know, these people in the Laker building. So he showed up. Now, one of the things that's happening is, you know, it's a catch-22 for LeBron. Why? Because he's he's at the end of his career, all right? And I don't see, Coach Luke doesn't see him playing for another team. So what winds up happening is LeBron could sit back and say, hey, you told me to sit back and play basketball. But I'll tell you what will wind up happening. You might not get Anthony Davis. You might not get Kawhi Leonard. You might not get any free agents that's looking at that mess called the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, if LeBron steps up and says, listen, I got to take this this bull by the horn, I got to talk to Klay Thompson. I got to talk to Kawhi Leonard. I got to be the face of this team. Now, I know what they told me when I got here, but now their tune has changed. And we know why their tune has changed, because if you leave it up to to Jeannie Buss right now and Linda and Kurt Rambis and, and of course, Rob Palenka, <laughs> there will be no free agents 
going to the Lakers this year. So LeBron has a big, big decision to make. Will he step in front and become the face that he should have been when he signed with the Lakers? Or, or, or will he sit back and just play in the obscurity with a team that probably will make the playoffs, but again, they won't win any championships. And I think LeBron will step up and be the face. Why? Because I really believe he's a championship player. He wants to get back to the championship. And so I think he will step up despite what the brass in the Laker building said. I think he'll step up and be the face of the team and attract these great free agents that's out there that possibly want to play in, in sunny California. There's no place like California. I tell you, I've been there. There's no place like California, but there's also no place like New York. Hey, let's go. All right, let's do it. So there's no place like California, and he can get the type of free agents, but he's the only one that can get these free agents to come along and join him in the purple and blue, in the purple and gold, I mean, for the Lakers. Wow, sad news. Sad news in the WNBA. WNBA point guard Sue Bird, L.I., of course, out for the season. Knee injury, surgery two days ago. She's out indefinitely. That means for the season. Wow. You know, the, the WNBA champs are really taking some hits because, you know, Brianna Stewart is out for the season. You know, now they still got some excellent players, but I mean, now, now it's looking a little bit shaky for those WNBA champions, you know, Seattle Storm. Now I read the power ranking and even though Brianna Stewart um, was out for the season, they always had, you know, Sue Bird and the rest of the core. Now Sue Bird is out for the season or indefinitely. But I, I don't, you know, even if she comes back towards the end of the season, I mean, like I said, the, M, the WNBA season is a short one. It goes and spans about three months long. So, you know, you could possibly say that Sue Bird is out for the season. And that's a rough one for the defending WNBA champion, Seattle Storm. But I'll tell you what, what's a shocking surprise and the Seattle Storm camp, right, this season so far, I mean, in the camp, in the practice camp, is Priestley Hudson from Central Michigan. She averaged 20 points this last year. From Central Michigan, Priestley Hudson. They're very excited about her, and she's a baller. I've seen her play. She's an excellent baller. And, you know, they were saying that she would be a great addition off the bench, but now, you know, they're looking at giving her a whole lot more playing time because of the injury to Sue Bird. So Priestley Hudson looks like, looks like, because they don't have the full roster yet, but she's really impressing the coaching staff at, of the Seattle Storm. And, um, you know, Priestley Hudson of Central Michigan, 
kudos to you. You went out there. You didn't listen to nobody. You know, you. a lot of people said, wow, can she make this roster? Well, I think Priestley Hudson is getting ready to make the Seattle Storm roster, and that's a great, great situation. Oh, man, I, I heard about this one. Deja Church, University of Michigan sophomore. Now, Deja Church, two years ago, was Miss Michigan basketball. Now, you have Mr. Michigan and Miss Michigan. They're the top players in the, in, in the state, in, in the area. And then you name these players Mr. Michigan and Miss Michigan. And so she was Miss Michigan two years ago, Deja Church. We're finding out now that she's leaving the University of Michigan. And they're not really saying why. They're not saying that she's leaving. I don't hear any NBA whispers, any WNBA, I'm sorry, whispers. I don't hear any overseas whispers. I don't know if it's a personal matter with, with Deja Church, but that's the news coming out of the University of Michigan, that Deja Church will um, will not be returning to University of Michigan. She just sends a lot of love to the University of Michigan, but she will not be returning. Now, one of the things that's going on is you might see Deja Church uh, in the draft in the WNBA draft coming up. Maybe she wants to take a break because I tell you, like Coach Luke always said, you know, a lot of people don't understand the journey. Here's a young lady that's probably been playing for most of her life. And so maybe she wants to take a break and upon taking that break, throw her hat in the ring for the WNBA draft next year. All right, and then we might see Deja Church next year in the WNBA after she's well rested, or she might be going overseas this winter because a lot of young ladies go overseas to play and they still come back and play in the WNBA in the spring. That way, they have two two jobs as far as basketball is concerned. They'll play in the winter overseas and then they'll come back and then they'll play in the WNBA in the summer. So, you know, maybe we'll see those things from Deja Church. But I'll tell you what, this right now is somewhat of a mystery. You know, we haven't heard anything basketball related, but it could be personal also. You know, people have lives outside of basketball. So it could be personal also. But again, Deja Church will not be returning to the University of Michigan. And wow, I really like to see her play. She's an excellent, excellent ball player. And, um, you know, that's, that's what's coming out of the University of Michigan. Recruiting news. Recruiting news. Number 17. I really like number 17 in the country. I really like this kid. This kid is a baller. I like this kid probably better than most of the recruits. And he's going to he wow, he committed to LSU. Trendon Watford. Trendon Watford committed to LSU. A excellent, excellent ball player. 
can do it all. And I don't know, you know, a lot of times when he's been interviewed, he's been saying he wants to be a doctor or a lawyer. And that's probably the most correct thing to say. But I actually think he's a one and done player, baby. And so he could still be a lawyer or a doctor, but he's got to give uh, uh, the NBA a shot after one or two years. Trending Watford. Look out for this guy. He's going to be playing for LSU this this up-and-coming season. He's an excellent player. Again, like I said, he could do a little bit of everything, and he's a showman out there. And so I really believe he has all the potential, all the potential to be an NBA baller. Again, hit me up on Instagram, All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram, All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Download, like, share, share your comments. You know, let's go. Let's do it. You know, episode eight. We're having a great episode. And, oh, I didn't skip that question. Yes, we will have Soul Plane Dirt in the very, very near future. Back on all things basketball. So playing Dirk trying to take over. Well, this is Coach Luke's show. <laughs> we love Soul playing Dirk. He's part of the All Things Basketball Podcast family. And anytime he wants to come back, all he has to do is call Coach Luke and say, Hey, Coach Luke, I'm coming through. And, hey, man, I dust the seat off for him anytime. So I just be joking when I say, Hey, he's trying to take over. I love him to death. And he'll come here anytime, and we'll talk basketball. And Soul Plane Dirk definitely has a great basketball mind. But I tell you what, I got a surprise guest in our next episode. A surprise guest will be dawning the, dawn the seats of All Things Basketball Podcast. So you really got to catch the next show, too. And no, it's not all, and no, it's not Soul Plane Dirk, but I got a big time surprise guest. That'll be in the building at All Things Basketball Podcast. Yep. All right. So now we have, okay, the thing about it, the Houston Rockets want to involve Ralph Sampson. Now, a lot of people, uh, Ralph Sampson was in that group of centers, you know, Akeem Olajuwon. Patrick Ewing, Ralph Sampson, David Robinson, you know, all of those guys kind of came into the league around the same time. And all of those guys are excellent talents. But I think what people don't realize is that Ralph Sampson, uh, you know, he kind of, he didn't fall off a little bit, but what wound up happening, they started focusing on Akeem Olajuwon a lot more in Houston. He was, they both were on the Houston Rockets together. And they called both of them, Akeem Olajuwon and Ralph Sampson, the Twin Towers. And they actually went to an NBA Finals, losing to Larry Bird and Kevin McHale's Boston Celtics. So they did a lot of good things. Yeah, they did a lot of good things. Him and Akeem Olajuwon, and like I said, they they almost they almost toppled that great Boston Celtic team. But now coming out of Houston, 
um, Daryl Morey wants Ralph Sampson to play a whole lot bigger prominent role in upstairs dealings with the Houston Rockets. I think that's an excellent thing because you in Houston, you really don't have any former players from their glory days to go down into the locker room and talk to James Harden and talk to Eric Gordon and say, hey, look, this is how we did it. This is how we got there. You guys could do the same thing. It's encouragement to see a guy like Ralph Sampson walk into your locker room and say, hey, come on, you guys can you guys can beat Golden State. You just got to keep pushing. This is what we did to get to the NBA Finals. Hey, he's done something that those guys haven't done yet. That is reach the NBA Finals. Did they lose? Did they win? No. But I tell you what, they got there. And so you always got to respect the OGs that want to hand it down, hand down the knowledge, hand down what it took for them to get to a certain place that you're trying to get. Don't shrug it off. Take the knowledge, take it, and then put it on the court and see if it works for you. You never know until you give it a try. But that is what's coming out of the Houston Rocket building that they want Ralph Sampson to take a much, much, much more prominent role, a much more prominent role with the team. And that's excellent. That's excellent for the Houston Rockets. Maybe they can take another step in the right direction. Well, All Things Basketball Podcast on Instagram. Follow me and I'll follow you. All Things Basketball Podcast on Facebook. Hit the email button. If you want good training, we're here for you. We got a lot of great coaches on deck. Download me, like me, share comments, and hey, episode eight's been a blast. All right, good night. God bless.